Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to talk about the last part of the teaching from the previous two Sundays about how to raise your children in a godly way, how to pass the godly legacy into your children. I admit to you that I have a big burden for the next generation. I have a big burden for your children and grandchildren because we don't want to go to heaven by ourselves. We want our children to go to heaven with us, to grow spiritually, to become more mature, and they can pass on to their kids again. If it stops at them, their kids will not get anything from them. So we need to pass on to the next generation, and we expect that the next generation would be better than our generation. I was born as a Buddhist, so I did not know the Bible. And I come to this point of my life, and I want my kids to be better than me because they know God since they are young. Not like me, I came to know God when I was 28 years old. So I lost 28 years of my life in walking with God. So we're going to learn the biblical principle of how to raise our next generation, our own kids or our nephew or nieces or the children in the church or children around us that God put into our life. We're going to learn together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you will speak to us and teach us by your Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to be doers of your word. And we will receive this teaching into our heart and your word become our life, Lord. It will not be just a theory or knowledge in the head, but it will become the way we live by the leading and the grace of the Spirit, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In the last two sessions, we learned the importance of passing on to the next generation. We learned two principles of how to raise the next generation. Number one, we learn that we should accept children unconditionally, like God accepts us unconditionally as well. Number two, we learn that we should encourage and guide our children in the way of God. We should share the truth of God with them, show them good example to them how we should live. They watch us, they listen to our words, and we guide them to the godly way. And also we learn that we need to do correction and discipline on our children. And I stop in the middle of it because I look at the clock and it's too long now, so I stop. I will continue about discipline and other things today. Let me read the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 24, one more time. If you refuse to discipline your son, it proves you don't love him. God loves us so much. He disciplines us. He corrects us all the time. That's why we are not going into corruption and destruction. In the same way, if you love your children, you need to discipline them, correct them. When they do wrong, you need to talk to them. Don't let it go. Don't let them do whatever they want. Because children were born into the world with a sinful nature. So they're going to make mistakes. You don't need to teach your children to be jealous or to be self-centered or selfish. You don't need to teach them. They all have the sinful nature. 
That's why parents are representative of the living God to discipline and correct your children. Please don't live in fear because you, you fear your children. You will not correct them. Don't fear them. You have the authority from heaven to correct, to teach, and to guide your children. And if you love them, you need to correct them. How soon we should correct and teach our children or discipline them? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 18. Discipline your children while they are young enough to learn. If you don't, you are helping them destroy themselves. I have seen in my life, many families, fortunately not in this church, many families around the world that the parents did not discipline their children at all. When their children did something wrong, they just, oh, that's okay. Let it go. And when all these children grow up to be young men, they are in trouble. They did not finish school. They did not work. They still depend on the money from the parents, even though the parents retired. Because the parents never correct and discipline the children. We should discipline our children as soon as possible. Since they are very young, don't wait until they turn 18. Too late. You discipline them as soon as possible. And there are two words in discipline. Now I'll continue the teaching. There are two words that we need to learn how to use them. Two words. Number one, come. And number two, no. When you say to them, come, it means come. And when you say no, it means no. You need to practice these two words. Come, no, stop. And if you can train them to listen to these two words, they will go along very well in their adulthood, in their study, in their job in the future, in their relationship with people, and in the way they respond to the spiritual guidance of the Lord. Because the Lord sometimes say, come. And the Lord sometimes say, no. And if they don't learn to respond to come and no from you, they will not respond to God when God say, come. No. Slow down your car right now. This street, only 25 miles an hour. You are driving 45 miles an hour. You're going to get a ticket. You stop. You respond to no. And you respond to come. Little children have no understanding about the danger and the negative consequences of their wrong decision. If a toddler is running to the street with a lot of cars, you sit there and you pray, God, what should I do? What should I do? They're going to be hit by a car. So you need to do right away, stop, honey, come here. The toddler may turn to you and, <laughs> and turn back and continue to run. What are you going to do? Stop them. No time to play around because the kid is going to be hit by the car. If you don't say stop and come here, this is what we need to practice in our parenting. Come or no or stop. And that's how God deal with us as well. And when you talk to them, mommy tell you to stop because I mean well to you. I want to bless you. If you listen to me, you will be blessed. So please listen to mommy. You need to train them that way. And you say to them, when I say no, it means no, you have to stop right now. Is that the way God deal with us? Yes. God is our spiritual parents. He is our spiritual daddy. So many times, he say, come here, come to me. Those who are heavy laden. 
and I will give you rest. Come to me. Come to my Bible. Read the Bible. Come to me. Listen to my Holy Spirit. And sometimes he say, "No, stop right now." One time, I quarrel with Pastor Da. I was a brand new believer, just accept Christ a year, and I quarrel with her in the house, in the east part of Thailand. I got mad. I ran out of the house. I walking up to the hospital, and while I was walking up, the Holy Spirit told me, "Stop! What? Stop! Go back home and say sorry to your wife." So I stop. Turn around, and I went back home and say sorry to her. So God says sometimes, stop, because if we don't listen to Him, we will reap the bad consequences of our wrong decision. So teach them now when they are young to respond to the word "come" and "know," so that when they grow up, they can respond to God, "Come and know." I want to give you three words in correcting your children. Let me read from the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 11. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person holds it in. In your parenting, you need to do it calmly. I know that parenting can be frustrating. Maybe you say something to your kids; they are teenager. And they argue with you. They make their face. They just yell at you back, and you get frustrated. You get upset. You get angry. How many of you have been teenager before? Oh, everyone has been teenager before. Okay. If you say you never been a teenager, you lie. You remember when you were teenager? Sometimes you argue with your mom and dad, and your mom and dad get frustrated, and get angry, and get upset, and get fearful that you're gonna get into trouble. And if we allow the emotion to rise up, and we try to correct them with bad emotion, with anger, they're gonna pull the defense up, and they will reject and walk away and never listen to you. So when you want to correct your children, you do it calmly by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You count one, two, three, four, five to ten before you correct them. Don't blow out your emotion. You count, Hana, do set net. That is Korean. You count more high bar, bone. Is that right? <laughs> you count first and correct your children calmly. The second word I want to show you that you should not only correct them without bad emotion. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24, he who spare his rod. Hates his son, but he who loves him discipline him promptly. Everyone say promptly. So another word that we need to know is you discipline, you correct your children as soon as possible, quickly, as soon as possible. What does it mean? When you see your children are doing something wrong, you should not wait for two years before you talk to them. Or you keep discussing with them back and forth, back and forth. Why? What do you think? What I think? And after two years, they will think that you approve them, because when people do wrong and you don't correct, it means you keep your mouth shut, you don't say anything. It means you agree. Is that right? If you don't say anything, you agree. So they keep doing it until become the habit. Many years later, when you try to correct them, they will say. Why you didn't tell me long time ago? I keep doing this. 
I am in front of a screen 10 hours a day. You never say anything. I just keep watching things in the telephone for 10 hours. You never tell me that, okay, you have a limit, only one hour a day. You don't tell me. For 10 years now, why you tell me? So the principle is, when you see something wrong, talk calmly as soon as possible. Confront, deal with it, and done, and gone. You don't have to talk about it again. So please correct your children as soon as possible when you see the problem. Don't wait for 10 years before you correct them. Amen? Everyone say calmly. Everyone say quickly. Number three, how to correct your children. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 21, Father, don't scold your children so much that they become discouraged and quit trying. Number three, correct your children sparingly. What is sparingly? This is a difficult word for me because I'm not English-speaking man. Sparingly means you are restricted to what is only necessary. Don't scold at them, complain, nag, and keep talking and talking about every single subject. Something may be not that important, so don't deal with it. Just let it go. But something is more important, you deal with it. You need to be selective. What battle you're going to fight? You need to learn how to differentiate what is important and what is not important. Because if you keep scolding, nagging, talking, fighting for with them all the time, they're going to start to get discouraged. They feel that they're not good enough. And they will back off and they will stop or quit doing the right thing. Please be wise. Please listen to the Holy Spirit. Please be careful what subject you need to deal with. Some issue, just let it go for now. But some you need to deal with it. Everyone say calmly. Calmly. Everyone say quickly. Quickly. Everyone say sparingly. Make sure you pick and choose the battle. Don't always go at them on everything. The good thing about our God is that our God disciplines us out of love. He wants to warn us, correct us, discipline us. I got disciplined many times in my life by God, I tell you. That's why I live in the fear of God. I don't want to have any more spank from God. God disciplined me when I was a young believer many times. I decided to obey God. Even when I make mistakes and I face the consequences and I turn around, the wonderful things about our God is that our God is loving. He will welcome you back in His realm of fellowship, love and warm kindness. He never rejects us. He welcomes us back after we turn back to Him. I want to encourage all of you to do the same thing to your children. Your children may have acted up, make some mistake. You correct them, they yell at you, they make some mistake, and they're going to learn the lesson. They get either get some kind of discipline, maybe stop giving them money for one month, take the telephone from them or something. You discipline them, and after they come back, please welcome them, love them, and show kindness to them. Don't reject them. Amen? We should practice what God practiced toward us. What God has done for us, we should practice the same thing to them as well. We forgive them. We smile and have fun again. Let's go out and, go out and eat ice cream together again. 
Don't hold grudges against your children. Amen. Amen. Everyone say love. love. Everyone say correction. correction. Everyone say discipline. discipline. Next one, how to raise your kids. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 8. Speak up for people who cannot speak for themselves. Protect the rights of all who are helpless. I want to talk about protection and help and we make some voice for our children. In the past three sessions, the past three principles, mainly we talk about our own children or children who are close to us. But now we want to talk about general children in the world. This scripture actually talks about not only adults who cannot speak for themselves, not only adults who are helpless, but this scripture talks about children. Children are vulnerable. Why? Because we are living in the world that is so full of sin, evil, and bad people. And the world is controlled by Satan. This world is so evil. The way of this world is so full of bad stuff. And the problem is, children in this world have no voice. Children in this world have no power. We adults, we have voice, we can talk. We have some influence and we have some power. But children have no voice at all. You will never see a demonstration on the street led by children. Have you ever seen one? A demonstration in Bellevue that led by five years old child? No, led by adults. You never seen it. Children have no voice, have no power to protect themselves. That's why as adults, godly adults, disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to protect them. We need to make our voice to help them because they are helpless. The children pay the highest price in the wicked things in this world. During a famine, adults may be hungry, but children starve to death. The pornography spread all over the world. And when this evil thing starts to get worse, you see child pornography. That they cannot defend themselves. They cannot speak up for themselves. Prostitution is bad, but the worst case of prostitution is child prostitution. Not only that, when parents quarrel, they get mad at each other. They throw things to each other in the home. And eventually they say, let's go to the court and let's get divorced. The children sitting there look at the parents. I never forgot this. When I was six years old, I saw my mom and my dad fighting each other with hand like this. I was crying. I was so hurt to see my dad and my mom fighting, quarrel, and eventually they split, not divorced legally, but they split in their relationship and they go off in their own way. They live in the same home. I grew up in a broken home. So I understand kids. I was sitting there. I have no voice. I have no power to tell my dad, my mom, please stop. Please love one another. Please don't split. I could not do anything. I was hurt. I was growing up with a lot of wounds in my heart. And thank God he saved me. So when parents start to do that thing, kids have no voice and have trouble to see the breaking up of the parents. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm speaking the truth right now. This is what happened in society. 
Who will be the advocate for the children? Who will speak up for the children? Who will stand up for their security and their future? Who will sacrifice themselves for the sake of the children? I hope you are that person. You're gonna stand up for the children. And in order to do that, maybe you are not involved in pornography or in prostitution or famine. We live in America. We don't have famine here. I saw the picture from another country. The kids look so thin, and you can see the ribs on their body when the famine hit the country or the city. So sad. They're so starving to death. But in America. One thing we can do to protect our children is that we make sure we are building a godly family. Husband and wife repent as soon as possible. Husband and wife united together, build a godly home. Sometimes you get mad and you want to call the lawyer to sign the divorce paper, but before you do that, you need to think about your children who are vulnerable. And can get into trouble. They cannot say anything. They just sit there, look at you, fighting, and splitting off because you are not sacrificing for them. I want you to build a loving home. Communicate, love each other, talk it out, and try to be in unity for not only the sake of Jesus Christ that people will see Christian home is a home of peace and joy and blessing. But for the sake of your children, that they will not have to grow up without daddy around, without mommy around. So please protect your children. Please help your children by being the advocate, by being sacrificial for them. Make sure you build a very godly home. In our life as adult, when we walk around, we tend to look at the. People of the same height or taller, especially when I meet Pastor Caesar's son, I used to look at him like this. Now I look at Pastor Caesar's son like this. So I look straight or I look up. And when we want to talk to somebody, we want to relate to somebody, we make eye contact with them, and we say hi, how are you? We make eye contact with adult. But if you notice one thing. As adult, we rarely make eye contact to the person lower than us. When the children run by us, we just ignore them. We don't care about them. We just care about adult. Maybe they can give me money. Maybe they can give me a job. But when the uh, the children run around, we never make eye contact with children. I want to encourage you from now on. Help them. Make eye contact with little ones. Look at them, smile at them, make five with them. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. You need to love children like God loved children. You need to put them in your radar screen, like God put you in His radar screen. God watch you all the time, help you all the time. We need to watch over them, love them. Say hi to them when you walk in the church and see children of other parents. Hi, what is your name? I five. Bam. Loved you. We need to care about the children as well, not only the adult. And 
put them in your radar screen. You protect them, you bless them, and they eventually, when they grow up, they will not leave the church because they know that wow, godly parents, godly adult in this church, really notice me, love me, acknowledge me, and pay attention to me. They smile at me. They say hi to me. That is a good memory that they want to continue to go to church. But if you ignore young people when they grow up at 18, they disappear. And God did that to us. We should do that to the children as well. On the way back from Minnesota, I listened. We were sitting in the van taking us to the airport in Minneapolis. And we were talking to a, a hostess of Delta Airlines. Wow, when I listened to this story, I was so encouraged. She said to us, Pasada and me, she said the airline, I don't know every airline or not, but the airline she worked for, she said that they train us to f- recognize children trafficking. She said that we caught so many cases a year. And I said, how you caught the children trafficking? She said that she will walk to the aisle and see, and she noticed the adult man sitting there look very mean, and the children look very scared. And she asked question, what's going on? You want this food? You want drink? And after that, she will call the police from the airplane. When these two persons, the adult and the child go out, make sure you interview them. And they caught many cases a year of children trafficking on the airplane. Children are vulnerable for children trafficking and prostitute. So we need to keep our eyes on the children, not only our own children. We keep our eyes on who relate to them at school, who they relate to, what kind of internet they are watching. We need to protect them, help them, and make a voice for them. Amen? Amen. So number one, accept unconditionally. Number two, guidance. Number three, correction and discipline wisely. Number four, protection, help, and make your voice up to protect your children. Last one, number five. This is the last one. You offer your kids or the kids around you your home that is a place of love, godliness, and hospitality. We should think about our home as a sanctuary of love that we are willing to welcome some neighbor kids to our house, maybe for dinner, for breakfast, for hamburgers. They can hang out together. They can have fun together with our kids. We show love to the children around us. Or we can open our home to have weekly Bible study with the youth group, with the young adult, or with, I'm sorry, with the junior high that they can come every week and we teach them the Bible. We open our home for younger people to, that when we walk into our home, they can sense the presence of God. They learn that we love them so much and God is loving them as well. You can open your home to be the blessing to many people. During the summertime, maybe you set up the barbecue and invite kids from our church and go there and have fun and have game together and have barbecue together. You open your home that the kids can come to your home. Be generous to all these kids. 
they need to see your love, and they need to see that the home of the disciple of Jesus Christ is so full of love, hospitality, graciousness, and power. They need to see your example. Or some of you, maybe God called you to be foster parent, to look after some kids who have no family. Or some of you, God called you to adopt children. Statistically, there are a hundred million orphans in the world. I'm not putting pressure on you to adopt anybody, but if God called you to adopt children, do it. That you can help all these orphans. The Bible says in Job chapter 29, verse 12, when the poor cried out, I helped them. Remember this: when the poor cried out, can be poor adult or can be poor kids. I gave help to orphans who had nowhere to turn. We should pay special attention and help to orphans, to the fatherless, to the motherless. Christians should practice compassion and love to the poor. When I read this scripture, I'm so convicted. I need to be more merciful to the poor too and to the orphans. Matthew chapter 25 verse 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Actually, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, the least of my brethren, maybe new believer, maybe the insignificant, unimportant person in the society, or kids, you take care of them. You did it to me. When you are caring, Loving, helping orphans and children around you, Jesus called as if you are doing it for Him. Should we care for the children? Yeah. From now on, should our eyes be more sensitive to children? Yeah. Not only our own children, our nieces and nephews and grandchildren, but we should care for the children around us as well. We pray for them. We love them. We show love to them. We take them out for ice cream or something. Have fun together. Show love to the children. James chapter 1, verse 27. What God the Father considers to be pure and genuine religion is this. To take care of orphans and widows in their suffering. Our church should really pay attention and take care of the widows in this house and take care of the fatherless and the orphans. We should love them, and we should protect them, care for them, open your home, invite them for dinner or something. We should take care of the widows and the orphans. That is the heart of God. You want to become like Jesus? Amen? How many people want to become like Jesus? What will Jesus do? He take care of the widows, and the orphans and the kids. He loved the little one. We should have the same heart. We care for the little one as well. In fact, all these five principles, God has done for us. He accepts you when you were in a mess and you make so many mistakes. He still accepts you into His kingdom. He guides you. That's why He put you in the church 
put the spiritual leader or shepherd over you to teach you to guide you. He gives you the Bible so that you can study and show you what to do. God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. You should know the Bible. That's why He gives you the Holy Spirit to be with you for eternity. The Holy Spirit is inside you to be your guide. He guides you. He shows you what to do. He teaches you. He warns you. Not only that. Number three, He corrects you. How many people have been corrected by God? How many people, when God corrects you and you say no, you're stubborn? I hope not. I hope you listen to God and say yes to God. How many people have been disciplined by God? So you need to listen to His correction and respond to His discipline. Number four, He protects us. He helps us all the time. He makes voice for us. He Help us all the time because we're living in the evil world. So many scams, so many people try to steal from us and destroy us. He protect us. He help us. And the last one in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. His unchanging plans have always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. God adopts us into His family. In the same way, we should love other children who don't belong to us, who were not born in our family. Love them. Some of you may want to adopt children from China or from other countries and raise them up in your home. Or you adopt them into your life that are going to take care of you, going to help you. I want to bless you I will stand with you. I will pray for you. God adopt us into His family as well. And now we have a family of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone say, unconditional acceptance. Everyone say, guidance. Godly guidance. Everyone say, correction and discipline. Everyone say, protection. And help. Number five, everyone say, I open my home. Be the place of love and blessing to young people. Will you open your home? You will do that. Love young people. Help the kids to get to know God through your life. I know that you may feel that this teaching is not related to you because you don't have children yet. But this is a character of God anyway. And some of you are single, like uh, Alex, still single, not married yet. Like me, like Tim, Joanna, you're still single. But you need to learn this so that when you get married and have five kids, you will not make mistakes. For the adult who have no kids and you already grown up and your kids already left home, you still need to learn this anyway because this is the way you should treat all the children around you. And you can also train your children to do that way too. You should disciple them, teach them how to be good parents, how to be godly parents to pass on the godly inheritance and heritage or 
legacy to the next generation. I think as Christians, we should learn every subject. We should only know certain subjects. We learn everything in the Bible. And this is one of the subjects about parenting or raising the next generation. Amen? Amen. Will you do this? How many people say, God, help me to love children? Help me to accept children. Help me to now on, from now on, drift my eye below and look at the children who are still small. How many people want to drift your eye lower and look at the children? Amen. The single man like Banabi and Grady will not just keep your eyes the front to the beautiful girl. You need to put your eyes, look at the children as well, okay? Don't look at only the girl. Grady, you, you care for the children as well. I'm teasing you. No, you know that. I'm teasing you. <laughs> Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us the principle in the Bible. Help us to be godly, mature adults. Help all the family in this room, husband and wife, to be sacrificial for their children, to build a home that is full of unity, love, forgiveness, caring, that the children who are vulnerable, who cannot even say anything to their parents, who just have to accept the divorce, accept the breaking of the home, who see that their parents sacrifice and they want to do everything for the sake of their children, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, every married couple in this church shall grow up spiritually to be mature Christians, to be good example to their children and grandchildren, and to be the blessing to the vulnerable children on earth here, Lord. Help us to have the heart of Jesus to care for the little ones, the orphans, the widows. Lord, we want to have the heart of Jesus Christ here in this church, Lord. Lord, use us to be the blessing to the poor, to the needy, and to the little ones on earth here, Lord. We thank you so much. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are not sure that your name is recorded in the book of life in heaven, if you're not sure that you will go to heaven after you pass this world, you're not sure that you have relationship with the Creator, the living God. The longer I live on earth, the more I believe that there is a Creator. No question at all. You did not come into this world by accident. There, there is somebody bigger than you beside you. You are more complicated than the Airplane, believe me, you're more complicated than the computer. And the computer was designed by somebody. The airplane was designed and built by somebody. In the same way, you were designed by the Almighty God who created you. And He wants you to be reconciled to Him and have relationship with Him. I want to lead you to pray to Him, to be reconciled to God and walk with God all the days of your life. God loved you. Lately, God spoke to me one thing in my heart. And I want to talk to all the young people in this room. He asked me to tell you, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. 
Seek God first. Have relationship with God. He is your source. He is your provider. He is your protector. He is your help. Seek God first. Don't seek education first. Don't seek money first. Seek God first. Amen. Amen. Should we pray together? Yes. We're going to seek God first. Father in heaven, you created me, Lord. I want to have relationship with you. I did not come into the world by evolution and by chance. Lord, you make me and I want to know you. Lord God, my Father, thank you so much for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. He took my sin, the wages of my sin, sicknesses, curses, poverty, rejection, shame, death from me. And thank you, Jesus, for offering me life, eternal life, divine health, prosperity, riches, success, blessing, acceptance, glory. Thank you, Lord. I will seek you first. Lord Jesus, sit on the throne of my heart. I am your disciple. I will follow you all the days of my life. I will practice what I learned from your word and from your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Congratulations. We're going to stand up and sing a song together. And after this, uh, if you want me and Pastor Dad to pray for you, I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. It's the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. All my days I will have thee in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. You have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice I love your voice You have led me through the fire Darkest night Holds like no water. Know you as a father. I know you as a friend. Oh, I have lived 
in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so Of the goodness of God. Goodness is running out, it's running after me. Your goodness is running out, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Is running up, it's running up to me. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. Every breath that I The goodness of God. I will sing. I will sing of the goodness of God. Father, you're so good to us, Lord. I pray, Father, that you show your goodness to all of my brand sisters in this church and all those who watch on the live stream. Lord, because your goodness. Lead us to repentance. Lord, show your goodness to them. Show your grace to them, Lord, in every area of their life, Lord. In their parenting, their marriage, their relationship, ministry, finances, health, job, profession, traveling, everything, Lord. Your goodness shall chase after them, Lord. We thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.